Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 329, The Do Something Principle, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net, and I'm Justin Mollick. Welcome to OLD, the podcast where I get permission from authors of some of the best blogs on the planet and read them to you all for free. Some of the authors include a wide selection of minimalists, like The Minimalists, Joshua Becker, Courtney Carver, Leo Babout of Zen Habits, and a bunch of other personal development masters like Mark and Angel, Steve Pavlina, and many, many more. Today's author is Mark Manson, who used to be a dating coach, actually. And I think that's not of an intro, or actually I was going to say too, since I didn't yesterday, if you're a baseball fan, or actually if you're a Cubs fan specifically, congrats on your team finally winning after 100 years. I didn't actually see the game, I got rid of regular TV a long time ago, but I was watching the score change, and that alone was pretty crazy. So yeah, if you're not from the US, you probably don't care much about baseball, so let's just move on and get to the post as we optimize your life. The Do Something Principle by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. I've been working with self-development advice for a large percentage of my life. I've come across a lot of concepts and ideas as well as invented quite a few of my own. But the following is one of the most important ideas I've stumbled across in my life. Action isn't just the effect of motivation, but also the cause of it. Most people only commit to action if they feel a certain level of motivation, and they only feel motivation when they feel an emotional inspiration. People only become motivated to study for the exam when they're afraid of the consequences. People only pick up and learn that instrument when they feel inspired by the people they can play for. And we've all slacked off for a lack of motivation before, especially in times where we shouldn't. We feel lethargic and apathetic towards a certain goal that we set for ourselves because we lack the motivation, and we lack the motivation because we don't feel any overarching emotional desire to accomplish something. Emotional inspiration leads to motivation, which leads to desirable action. But there's a problem with operating under this framework. Often the changes and actions we most need in our lives are inspired by negative emotions, which simultaneously hinder us from taking action. If someone wants to fix their relationship with their mother, The emotions of the situation, hurt, resentment, avoidance, completely go against the necessary action to fix it, confrontation, honesty, communication. If someone wants to lose weight but experiences massive amounts of shame about their body, then the act of going to the gym is apt to inspire in them the exact emotions that kept them at home on the couch in the first place. Past traumas, negative expectations, and feelings of guilt, shame, and fear often motivate us away from the actions necessary to overcome those very traumas, negative expectations, and negative emotions. It's a catch-22 of sorts, but the thing about the motivation chain is that it's not only a three-part chain, but an endless loop. 
Inspiration leads to motivation, which leads to action, which leads to inspiration, which leads to motivation, which leads to action, etc. Your actions create further emotional reactions and inspirations and move on to motivate your future actions. Taking advantage of this knowledge, we can actually reorient our mindset in the following way. Action leads to inspiration, which leads to motivation. The conclusion is that if you lack the motivation to make an important change in your life, then do something, anything really, and then harness the reaction to that action as a way to begin motivating yourself. I call this the do something principle. And I developed it on accident back in my years as a consultant, helping people who were otherwise immobilized by fears, rationalizations, and apathy to take action. It began out of simple pragmatism. You paid me to be here, so you might as well do something. I don't care, do anything. What I found is that often once they did something, even the smallest of actions, it would soon give them the inspiration and motivation to do something else. They had sent a signal to themselves. Okay, I did that, I guess I can do more. And slowly we could take it from there. Over the years, I've applied the do something principle in my own life as well. The most obvious example is running this website and my business ventures online. I work for myself. I don't have a boss telling me what to do and not to do. I also often have to take major calculated risks in which I'm personally invested, both financially and emotionally, spending months writing a book, rebranding my entire website, seizing promotions of my past products, etc. It's been nerve-wracking at times and major feelings of doubt and uncertainty arise. And when no one is around to push you, sitting around and watching TV reruns all day can quickly become a more appealing option. The first couple years I worked for myself, entire weeks would go by without accomplishing much for no other reason than I was anxious and stressed about what I had to do and it was too easy to put it off. I quickly learned that forcing myself to do something, even the most menial of tasks, quickly made the larger tasks seem much easier. If I had to redesign an entire website, then I'd force myself to sit down and would say, Okay, I'll just design the header right now. But after the header was done, I'd find myself moving on to other parts of it. And before I knew it, I'd be energized and engaged in the project. I also use this regularly in my own life. If I'm about to tackle a large project that I'm anxious about, or if I'm in a new country and I need to give myself a little push to get out and meet people, I apply the do something principle. Instead of expecting the moon, I just decide, okay, I'll start on the outline. Or okay, I'll just go out and have a beer and see what's going on. The mere action of doing this almost always spurs me on. Inevitably, the appropriate action occurs at some point or another. The motivation is natural. The inspiration is genuine. It's an overall far more pleasant way of accomplishing my goals. My math teacher used to tell us in high school, if you don't know how to do a problem, start writing something down, your brain will begin to figure it out as you go. And sure enough to this day, this seems to be true. The mere action itself inspires new thoughts and ideas, which lead us to solving the problems in our lives but that new insight never comes if we simply sit around contemplating it. I recently heard a story about a novelist who had written over 70 novels. Someone asked him how he was able to write so consistently and remain inspired and motivated every day, as writers are notorious for procrastination and for fighting through bouts of writer's block. The novelist said, 200 creepy words per day, that's it. The idea is that if he forced himself to write 200 creepy words, more often than not, The act of writing would inspire him, and before he knew it, he'd have thousands down on the page. You may recognize this concept among other writings in different guises. I've seen it mentioned in terms such as failing forward or ready, fire, aim. But no matter how you frame it to yourself, it's an extremely useful mindset and habit to adopt. The more time goes on, the more I realize that success in anything is tied less to knowledge or talent and tied more to action supplemented by knowledge and talent. You can become successful at something without knowing what you're doing. 
You can become successful at something without having much particular talent at it, but you can never become successful at anything without taking action, ever. You just listened to the post titled The Do Something Principle by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. And Mark has a book out now. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. (laughs) You can get more info on his site. He's definitely very free with his vocabulary, so if it offends you, it's probably not for you. And now that we're in November, there's a fun thing that some men like to do, which is grow a mustache for Movember, or No Shave November, as it's also known. But if you're a woman, or a man that can't grow facial hair for whatever reason, you can participate in Pledge to Move, as in Movember. My good friend and business partner, Lee, set up a group for us, and you're welcome to join our team. Just visit oldpodcast.com slash Movember, or oldpodcast.com slash November, either way takes you to the same place, and you can join the cause. It's free to join and you can pledge to move or grow a mustache or some other things. And money that's raised will be going to cancer research. And I'll leave it at that. I'm planning to go to Disneyland today as long as it's not too hot. So better get going. Have a happy Friday and a great start to your weekend. And I'll see you in tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.